Welcome to The Author's Journey with number one international best-selling author and in-demand publisher, Rebecca Hall Greider. Today, we'll showcase the works of an amazing best-selling author, find out the story behind their book, and explore ways to bring your message powerfully forward. Now, here's your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. Welcome, everyone. I hope that you're having an amazing day. Honored to be connecting in with you on the author's journey, where we talk to amazing best-selling authors that have said yes to the idea of the book said yes to leaning in and bringing it forward and then yes to releasing it and sharing it out in the world. And they have done so in such a way that they have become a bestseller or above. And our guest today, he said yes to taking that original trip that planted the seed to say yes to the idea of the book that he was able to bring forward and launch and it became a number one international bestseller very, very quickly and is continuing to ripple out. So we're very excited and honored to have him joining us today. And the core message or one of the core messages I would love for you to be listening for and paying attention to is how he said yes, continually said yes to the message, to the book, to the trip, to the sharing, to the pictures, to all the things that were being called forth in bringing this project and bringing this book to the world. And as you are listening to what he shares, how can you too say yes to those things you're being asked to step into in your life, in your messages, in maybe books that are calling to you to be birthed and brought forward? So I encourage you to listen in and see where is that yes pulling you and really take into your your vision to how you're looking at things, the model that our amazing guest Terry is going to be sharing with us of how he leaned in and said yes. It's very inspiring. I think you'll enjoy him as well as learning about his powerful book. So to help you get the most out of our time together today, I encourage you to have a piece of paper ready your favorite writing utensil, <laughs> paper, a pen, marker, whatever it may be, pencil, that you can capture those ideas and insights as they come, because there are some here for you today. And I know that because you tuned in. So be listening for those ideas, those aha moments, choose to be fully present. So let's take a breath in through the nose, all the way to your toes, out through your mouth like through a straw, just taking that simple breath can help center us, slow us down a little bit so we actually have room and space to hear both what is being shared with us as well as what's bubbling up within us. So listen, take great notes, and we're honored to have you all joining us today. So with that, Terry, I'm excited to introduce you today. Terry P. Wilson has a degree in English with a journalism major. He became a reporter and photographer and is now a number one international best-selling author. He joined Savings and Loans as a publicist and that helped them increase so much that they actually tripled their sales. So not just a little bit of an increase, but tripled <laughs> their sales. So effective marketing and sharing. 
He then, as a publicist, he then stepped into the public information officer position for 43 branches of savings and loans. So he has this track record of really effectively moving things forward, making powerful connections that result in people taking action and then leaving in, leaning in. And he even produced a quarterly magazine and has now been a loan officer for 35 years. And on top of that, he is an avid participant and member that that is very involved in Rotary and is absolutely passionate about making a positive difference in the world. Please lean in and warmly welcome the powerful, dynamic, and inspirational Terry P. Wilson to the show. Welcome. Wow. Well, I can't top that. Yeah, you covered most everything about me. Um, you know, I I use the cliche about my my career as the feather in Forrest Gump, and mm. it really has sort of taken its own transitions along the way. But I think the root or the base for all of this was that I started reading um, when I was eight years old, uh, in reading books. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just in school, but, uh, you know, I'd go to the library and I was kind of a bookworm, uh, although I, you know, I did a lot of athletics and all that. But writing, um, I started writing poetry and my mentor, of course, was uh, Theodore Geisel, who is also known as Dr. Seuss. So uh, <laughs> I fell in love with words a long, long, long time ago. And and it just uh, enabled me to continue to write uh, poetry uh, in in different formats, um, writing short stories. Uh, but the the genesis for this book really comes down to the fact that I was in I've been in Rotary for 34 years now, mm-hmm. and back in 2019, early 2019. My good friend and district governor of District 5150, which is the San Francisco Peninsula, told me to come and listen to John Kaufman, who is the founder of H2 Open Doors, a water project. And after the meeting, Jerry pointed at me and said, you're going to Africa. And I go, well, okay, never been there. I'm sure most of us uh, have Africa as a bucket list item, but uh, we don't always fill our bucket list. But when I got to Africa and we were in southwestern Kenya to install a water purification system, the protagonist in my book um, was there in Ishuka, which is his tribal dress with all of the necklaces and beads, et cetera. But <laughs> two unique characteristics was that he had a black Stetson hat on, and on his feet he had tan Converse high tops. And I just, <laughs> I looked at him and I go, whoa. And, you know, I don't know what it was because he's, he's literally half my age. Uh, we just connected. Mm-hmm. And so he was coming. Yeah, 
Go ahead, Rebecca. No, no, I, I, I love it. I love that that first impression and that yeah. connection. And it's it's it just makes me smile every time you share it. Yeah. But let me let me take a moment and it just you shared so many powerful things. I want to just share a couple highlights that I heard sure. with our listeners. So one, I love how Terry has this heart to serve and, and make a difference and that's so involved in Rotary and all that they do. Secondly, he listened to those he trusted around him who said, you need to hear this. You need to listen to this. And he, he said, yes. And he went and he listened. And then at the end of the presentation, again, he was told, you're going to Africa. And he thought, well, okay. <laughs> so he said yes and did. And not only did he help with the water system that they were putting into place, he made this powerful connection with Prince and all the work that he's doing in Africa, which has led to the book that he brought forward. So just taking that little um, connection step by step back, the yes, the yes, the yes, and that first impression of Prince and yet looking very different and it even kind of surprising you, the mixture that you saw in front of you, you, you felt that connection and you honored it. Anything you would add to that? Well, I, I, I think what you're saying is that, you know, my, my impression of him was when, when he spoke about his vision at this water project, because there was a ceremony, uh, you know, to by the Maasai warriors to thank us for what we had done. Uh, and, and Prince had shared his vision of what he wanted to do. And we all thought, wow, that's, <laughs> that's a tall order. For a kid that really didn't have anything and growing up, you know, it was a hard scramble life for him in the in the Mara, just because of the impoverished uh, nature of their population. Uh, they're about, oh, I guess, well, it's a five-hour drive from Nairobi going southwest to get to the Mara. So they're out there in this very rural area, and here he has these grandiose plans. And so when I went there in 2019 and I listened and I, you know, I'm very open-minded and, uh, you know, I believe if I'm, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to succeed at it. In okay. fact, as I said at the outset, being the feather in Forrest Gump, is that my life has transitioned professionally so many different times, and it kind of seems almost serendipitous that the, the one led to the other, but the continuous uh, theme throughout that whole thing started back when I was eight years old. In fact, the, the circumstances are kind of funny in that uh, my... We, we lived in the San Francisco Peninsula, and my grandmother and my uncle, who was only eight years older than me, I have three sisters, so ultimately he was my big brother. But we would go over there for vacations for a couple of weeks in the summer. And my grandmother had this rule that at noon she would spend one hour playing uh, solitaire. And so as an eight-year-old boy, she gave me three options. She said, well, you can just sit there and wait, 
Or two, you could take a nap. And I'm thinking, I'm eight years old. I just got up a while ago. I don't need a nap. Or I can, we can take you down to South Short and buy you a book. And so I said, well, let's, let's try the book thing. <laughs> and it got to the point after a while where Nana would say, okay, well, the hour's up. And I go, well, wait a minute. Let me, let me finish the chapter, and then I'll be with you. <laughs> and so, you know, just it was that pull and that, like I said, that continuous theme of writing, writing, writing. Uh, and so when I tell people, yeah, I spent the last 35 years uh, being a uh, loan officer, uh, I had plenty of writing opportunities in um, Rotary in being the newsletter editor, I don't know, countless times. And as Rebecca said, when I was with the bank, I was the first the publicist and then the public information officer, but I had put together, you know, writing and photographing a 24-page quarterly colorful uh, magazine for the company because we had 43 branches and I don't know how many employees, but I'm sure there were probably, I don't even know how many, maybe 100,000 or something like that, maybe 50,000. Maybe I'm way off. I don't know. No, but, no, this uh, is. But, uh, but I love. Go, go ahead, Terry. Okay. And then we, we are getting close on time. So I want to make sure um, we're able okay. to get to all of your, your beautiful content. And I love your rich history of, of what you're sharing and how Nana um, helped reinforce this love and helped you discover the love of reading and writing. Uh, it's beautiful to know. And I think many of our listeners will resonate with that, that some of those seeds got planted early. And and then I like how it took a hold of you <laughs> and you weren't quite ready. Wait, 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 let me finish the chapter. <laughs> so there's yeah. this, this passion you have. And then in your professional experience, so many of the things that you have done around bringing information forward and writing and putting the story together to help it connect with the readers in so many different ways. So I just love how rich all of that experience is that then you have brought to you this beautiful book that we're going to talk about in just a moment that you've brought forward. We are getting ready to go to our first commercial break. And as we do that, listeners, I want you to think about some of what Terry has shared and what are some things that you feel that pull then maybe it's a stretch that you can say yes to and maybe look at seeing how some of that, if you look back, you can trace a path of where that seed has come from and how you've been groomed in a sense to bring that uniquely forward. So we look forward to talking to you in just a moment. Announcing a powerful new TV channel featuring programs designed to enhance and transform your life. Make powerful connections one program at a time. And by doing so, we can bring transformation to the world. Tune in each week to Empowered Connections TV as we add new programs to help you make empowered connections of your own. Visit EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. That's EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. And make the most of an incredible life transformation. 
Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you took a moment to feel in and see what seeds have been planted. What are some things that you can perhaps consider saying yes to, to bring forward, not someday, but today? What's a step you can take? To support you in that, I did want to share about a couple things that can help you in a supported way reach more people. So the first is the speaker talent search. So perhaps when you felt in, you started to realize, wow, I, I want to speak. I want to share what I have learned and discovered, or I want to be on a show like this one. So let me share where you can go. It's speakertalentsearch.com, speakertalentsearch.com. This is part of our give back where we help speakers and experts at all different levels that are looking to be interviewed or to be on more stages to reach more people. It's several times a year. Make sure when you check it out that you look at the dates because it is all date sensitive and you want to make sure that you're applying at a time that you're able to take all the steps required with it. So check it out, speakertalentsearch.com. We'd love to have you lean into that yes. And then we also have a series of books called the Emerging Author Series. You can go to Emerging Author Series with an S.com and you'll find a number of free ebooks, little mini books you can download that will help you explore. I have an idea. Now what? These are all the myths and truths, truths about publishing. I've written my book. Now what? How do I bring it forward? What's the difference between publishing and launching a book? So all the different questions we get asked all the time, we've put answers and information to support you on your journey. So I encourage you to check it out. Those are our gifts. There's, there's no cost. It's our gift to support you on your journey. Emerging author series, plural series with an S dot com. So with that, we have been talking with the powerful Terry P. Wilson as he's been sharing some of his journey and what he said yes to about this book and about Africa. And then he reflected back on some of his journey and where he fell in love with writing and reading and the seeds that got planted there and how that in a sense has followed him throughout his professional career. There's always been an element of writing an element of sharing stories of positioning in a way that connects with people. So all those beautiful skills have come together. And then he makes this trip to Africa. He meets Prince and sees and hears Prince vision of what he wants to do in the Mara. So with that, Terry, I'm going to hand the floor back to you. I'd love for you to just give a quick summary of what, when you heard that vision what it looked like, and why you felt compelled to share his story. Okay. Well, so the first trip was in 2019, and mm -hmm. typically what H2 Open Doors does is they go to a place, install a water system, 
And then they go the following year to install another water system, but they leapfrog back to see how the other one's going. Okay, so we went in 19, and we were supposed to go in 20, but when the pandemic hit, we were delayed, and we didn't get to go until 26 months later, 27 months later in uh, September of 2021. And when I got to Bamara, and I was expecting to see the water tower, there was this entire tent village, tent camp uh, built. And I thought, whoa, where did that come from? And Mm. so that is kind of one of the key elements in the story is this, you know, the book is called Miracle in the Mara and then subtitled An Unforgettable Story of a Young Maasai Warrior's Vision. And I'll tell you what, talk about 2020 vision. I mean, he Mm. focused right in and utilized the pandemic uh, to his benefit and to the benefit of the Maasai that lived in the area. Mm. So powerful. And for those who aren't familiar with Amara and the animal migration and that sort of thing, can you just give us a quick share about why that is so significant and where the work is that Prince is doing in Amara, why that matters for that in particular, as well as really preserving their way of life too and sharing that. Exactly. Yeah, I I would say that the uh, most people have probably heard of the Serengeti, which mm-hmm. is in Tanzania, and it's a, it's it borders Kenya. And annually, the animals and they they project or suspect that there are about two million animals that make this annual trek in this circular motion between the Serengeti and through the Mara, and they follow the food. Mm. You know, it's just, uh, they they said that there were 1.2 million wildebeests that went through there. Now, I was not able to count them all. (laughs) (laughs) But but it seemed like an endless trail. And and so it's this coexistence of the Maasai who've been there for centuries, who knows how long because of the fact that they didn't have, you know, tablets to, to scratch on or scrolls to write on. But uh, they have coexisted with the animals since the beginning of time. And that's part of this prince's vision is not only to bring people to the Mara so that they can see the animals, but it's also the education and uh, center in the Mara at the, at the uh, Mara Napa camps where they're training the Maasai to go out and be self-sufficient as well. And, and so I was literally blown away by the advancement in this 26, 27 month gap. I, I, it's so powerful of what they've been able to create and preserve in such a short amount of time at a time where so much stopped in the world and there were so many um, challenges. I love that he was able to lean in and create and lead and bring forward what was created and brought forward. 
and just phenomenal. And I love that you had this planted in you to share the story, to share what he has done and the work that they are doing there. And as you put this book together, Miracle in the Mara, as you share his story and you share what is being done and created, you had two goals. And I think this is really important for all of our writers out there having clarity of purpose. Why are you bringing this forward? Why did you want to publish it? You had two very specific reasons that you shared with me from the very beginning. And I'd love for right. you to share those. Yeah. Okay. So my two goals after deciding to write the book, and we'll get into that in just a minute, but mm -hmm. after the writing the book, my, my two goals were when you finish reading the book, I want you to immediately call your travel agent and say, I need to go to the Mara. It's a place where I have to be. And then secondarily, uh, because Rotary is an international organization made up of 1.2 million members in about 36,000 clubs in nearly 200 countries in the world, was to get some recognition in that book for this water project and for this um, eco or um, shared ecosystem between the Maasai and the migration of animals. So mm -hmm. those are two goals. The first one, uh, I know a couple of the reviewers are planning on making that trip. And as soon as I get my hardbound copy, which should be uh, in the next day or so, I'm sending it to the uh, editor of the Rotarian magazine with a cover story or a cover letter explaining uh, why I think we should share it with our Rotary world. Beautiful. I love that. So already the first step, the first goal has been achieved and hopefully more and more people lean into making that trip. And then you're taking the steps on the second. So I love that. Oh, circling um, back to the book itself, there's a cover that's just very um, beautiful and dramatic that is from a picture that you took there. And then that became really important as the book was coming together. It was to include different pictures, images, photography, because the pictures also show the transformation, help people visualize what you're sharing in some beautiful pictures of the animals. So there's one with a lion, a couple with lions I love, <laughs> and one with a zebra yeah. that is just so dramatic oh, and, and powerful. Oh, so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's the time chapter. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> But I think it's so powerful because pictures share so much. And if we have never been to Africa, we've never experienced any of that. Some of it can be really hard to visualize as you're following the story. So I love that you elected to include that so that people can visually see what you're talking about. So anything you'd like to add about the pictures, the cover in some of those decisions you made? Well, so my photography skills began back in the early seventies when I was a newspaper reporter and you know we wanted to accompany the story with a photograph so i got my first camera and of course we were back then to your younger people you might have to pay attention closely because we were doing black and white and i would go into an actual dark room and 
you know, wrap the, the film in solution and actually develop the film and print the pictures uh, in the dark. Uh, and then we would do the layouts of the newspaper and take them to the uh, editing room and go from there. So that and the fact that uh, <laughs> I had such a beautiful wife for over 50 years, uh, I couldn't stop photographing her. So mm. photography and me and writing and my wife were all kind of one package together. So uh, as Rebecca said, you know, trying to visualize the animal life there is, is really, yeah, I've, I've seen uh, National Geographic and all that, but actually being there, I mean, we were literally in our land cruiser and we were in a herd of wildebeest and we're just kind of in the middle and they're all running and we're just driving along with them. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Wow. Okay, this is real, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> mm. I love it, and I love how you brought some of that to every person that opens this book um, from the cover on and shared with both words and images to really help them capture the heartbeat of what is happening in the Mara, what is being created, what Prince has done, and what is still to come that people could actually get involved with and be part of. So I think it's such a powerful book. It was received so well. It became an international bestseller very, very quickly, reaching 28 bestselling categories, 15 of them number one, so very powerfully received and is continuing to to ripple out into the world. And if we take just a moment, Terry, and you think about that and you reflect back on when it was released in the world, sometimes we can feel nervous and then to have it received. Just any any thoughts around that that you can share with our listeners? Well, I mean, I, I'm just so flattered that, you know, working with uh... – RHG Media and you, Rebecca, has just been a tremendous experience, and you've kind of had to hold my hand technologically to uh, to to get this through because of my internet or my lack of internet skills. In fact, I told you on numerous occasions it was much easier writing the book than it is <laughs> following the the editorial leads of uh, Chisholm and, and uh, Shannon and, and getting all this stuff done. But, yeah, uh, yeah the, the, in fact, the genesis of the book didn't really take place until the very last night in my second trip in September of 2021. And I was very impressed with him, obviously, and what they had done. But until that very last night when we were sitting down at the dinner table and he said to me, everybody has come up to me and said, Prince, you've got to write this story. And he said, but I can't even write a paragraph. Mm. He's very verbal, but he's not a writer. And so apparently that that stuck with me because. Three weeks later, in the middle of the night, I sat up and I go, well, I'll write the book. I've been writing my whole life. And so I put together a brief outline and some chapter ideas that I had. 
and send it to Prince and the guardian angel, Michelle, and they fell in love with it immediately. And so Mm -hmm. with their encouragement uh, and me going back, I had to go back to fill in the gaps. Mm -hmm. And so I went back earlier this year in March, February and March, and fortunately the Napa Mara camps had not officially opened so I was the only guest. And so I got to, you know, I had carte blanche with all the people that were working there, uh, you know, going out on safari whenever. And so it gave me the the fill-in because the book is, is about his vision, but it encompasses all of the things that take place there that he's sort of bringing together in being recognized as a leader in that area and the rebirth, in my opinion, of the Maasai tribe in the Mara. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. I just, to me, when they said yes, I was thrilled. Mm-hmm. And I just said, okay, I'm underway. I'm starting to write and I'll be sending you chapter ideas and and chapters and things like that, and and so uh, you know it it evolved rather quickly, in my yep. opinion. The writing yep. part, as I say, <laughs> the writing for me is easy, but it was the you know the post production or the production of it, and that's where uh, Rebecca's team is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't heard of RHG. Media productions, you better write that down because that, if you ever get to a point where I am or I was, uh, I was in, and this is another thing that was just sort of fateful is that one of the Rotary members that was on the 2019 trip, I had run across her again at a Rotary event and I was talking about my book and she said, Well, you got to call Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And that was the best thing that happened to me in in getting from this manuscript to to a published book. Mm. Well, thank you, Terry, so much for sharing. And it has been a joy to be on the journey with you and to work with you to bring such a powerful and meaningful book forward. Um, I think it's so inspiring to have these positive real life stories of what people are doing and bringing forward. And the more we can echo those out, bring them to the world, the more encouragement it is for all of us. And it's an opportunity that we can get involved. So I celebrate you saying, yes, I'm so glad that person said, call Rebecca (laughs) and that we got to be part of it. Oh, thank you, Terry. I just, I so appreciate that. And I wanted to take just a moment for our listeners who are saying, okay, I've heard a lot about this book. It's really sounds amazing. I wanted everyone to be able to know where to get a copy and how they can connect with you further. So can you share that? Okay. Well, the, uh, the Amazon is probably the primary, uh, location to get the book now. In fact, uh, all the proceeds from the sale of the book are going to Friends of the Maasai Mara, which is the uh, 403C uh, company or uh, copyright. And the uh, the paperback 
is most beneficial for them. And it's mm -hmm. it's all in color. It's really nice. I have some copies. Uh, I'm waiting for the hardbound, but uh, I would encourage you. Uh, it's only 19.99 in paperback. Uh, encourage you to buy that, and it will give you not only if you're considering writing something, it will give you an understanding of the Mara, but also, you know, you have a theme, but you also have to have some sidebar stories in there to make it a little more colorful. If I was just droning on the vision, the vision, the vision, the reality, the reality, the reality, uh, you go, okay, well, that was told in the first 10 pages. Now what? But yeah. we, we were able to weave in, or I was able to weave in a lot of other elements that bring the Mara to life and bring the people, the Maasai, to life, in addition to what Prince and uh, the Guardian Angel have done here. Yes. So, yep. uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that uh, I had never written a book before, uh, but you, you need to start with, obviously, the idea, but then you need to, to develop the storyline and the plot and then some of the sub-chapters before you start typing um, in the... You know, you're going to get to one page and go, well, well, now what? But if you have focus and you have a lot of different chapters, because my book is not really a long, I mean, <laughs> you'll never accuse me of being the same as David McCullough, who's one of my favorite writers, but he gives you every single detail. Uh, this is more streamlined, but mm -hmm. I really think that you'll enjoy it. I love the cover. Uh, it was, I think on my first trip, I took that photo uh, mm -hmm. because the sunsets in Africa are, are certainly different than where, where I live. Mm. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah. I, I love it. So we can get an, a copy of Miracle Namara on Amazon and all the proceeds are going to um, the organization that is working with Prince and all the work that they're doing there. And then the print copy has all those pictures that you can enjoy. The digital version does too, but I love how Terry was saying that the print version benefits their organization more. And it's always nice to have a book you can hold in your hands. And then Terry, for anyone that wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, the best way is T-Dub, T-D-U-B, 9-8 at Comcast.net. Terry <laughs> Wilson, T-Dub. I got mm -hmm. that about 35 years ago playing softball with one of my buddies. And he just, <laughs> that was the nickname he came up with. And it's hung with me. I love that. Teed up. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you joining us today and listeners. I hope you took some great notes and I love how you can hear the passion and the love of writing that Terry has and in sharing. And he's worked that so powerfully into the book. So I hope you got some great ideas, some things that you can say yes to as well and bring forward. I love that Terry is 
just so joyful in what he created and has been able to bring to the world and reach so many people's hearts and lives. And it's just begun. So lean into those yeses. It is so worth the journey. And remember, you can get support on the journey. So lean into some of those resources. Definitely pick up your copy. I know you'll love it. And I hope you all have an amazing week. Keep reading, keep writing, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Author's Journey. Please join Rebecca Hall Greider for another edition of The Author's Journey podcast every Monday on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until we talk again, use some of the tips and inspiration from today's show to guide you as you lean in to bringing your message forward. 